what would it be like to enjoy what your consciousness is doing, to enjoy what your mind is exploring? Even if your mind is busy or going crazy or there's chaos all around you, that's what I want to talk about today. If you don't have a passion for consciousness, then maybe I can help you a little bit with that using cognitive behavioral techniques. So keep listening to the end of the podcast. I'll explain a little more. Let's begin. Welcome, unusual beings, wonderful beings, explorers of consciousness and battlers on the cosmic fields (laughs) of majesty. Welcome, beautiful thinkers. Welcome to you. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about having a passion for consciousness. So when I was in Wattam Krabok, I had the opportunity to interview my monk friend. And I asked him, so for some beginners who sit down for meditation, they might feel perhaps discomforted with the fact of sitting still, trying to sit still, or 15 minutes, 30 minutes or longer. They might even feel bored. And this this fellow experienced meditator, he's probably been doing it 20 years or more, maybe a lot more. And I know that a lot of people in the temple, even the head monks, when it comes to a question of meditation, they defer to him. Because they know how excellent he is at this practice. And at first he was a little bit puzzled by the question. Or had to put himself in that that mindset of a beginner. How a person would actually be bored about something that he finds so fascinating constantly fascinating and just wonderful to be there with himself in that state of meditation. So his response was, it's something like photography. I said, okay, how is that? (laughs) He said, it's like a beginning photographer. They learn some principles of the craft and they might be very critical So they have these very strong opinions and this very strong taste. Like, this is a photo. I like this photo. This is a photo I like. And those ones I do not like at all because they're missing certain things about composition and this kind of thing. But as a photographer advances, maybe somebody like their their nephew or their niece shows them photos that they've taken on a disposable camera or a a phone camera or something like that. And they will enthusiastically say, yes, I would like to see those photos because they just love photography. 
And so sitting here today for my morning meditation, I like to do this meditation that actually my monk friend taught me when it's something very simple, just listening to everything around me and trying to absorb all of the sounds. Now, to my right is the open window and outside there are birds chirping, sounds of nature and sometimes silence. Very agreeable, even from an analytical viewpoint. There's not many people who get annoyed by birds chirping or by silence. <laughs> you have to be a pretty agitated person to get annoyed by that. Then on the left, I can hear sometimes the sounds of the street, the cars passing, and it even echoes through and disturbs the silence that's coming through on my right. I could be critical, judgmental, or overly discerning and say, you know, one sound that I like or one sound that I don't like. I like silence and I don't like noise. Or I can just allow it all. Enjoy it all. I have that passion for it all. Now, I imagine if we put a monk friend and you somehow do a transplant of consciousness, a mind transplant without completely transplanting the brain, we'll imagine what that would look like <laughs> to put him in the brain of a person with noisy thoughts. And I imagine what that would be like. He probably wouldn't be perturbed by it. He would enjoy it. Even if the mind were disorganized, busy, even if there were the thousand things coming at him at every direction, asking for attention, begging to be noticed. He would probably say, yes, this is good. And that's what I mean when I say a passion for consciousness, enjoying all of its forms, exploring them. Well, my monk friend also told me that this is very interesting because he has this high level of control over his mind. So he can even visualize an object like, for example, a Rubik's cube in his mind and observe it and spin it around or look at somebody's head or somebody's face and observe their face from different angles and of course that comes in handy when he applies it to various arts is very interesting the kinds of things that you can do with consciousness when you're fascinated by it just like a skilled artist developing their craft like that photographer. So, it's the point. <laughs> we can enjoy consciousness in whatever form or whatever 
unusual disarray that is presented to us. Maybe there's something about it that's wonderful. You know, I remember being in the desert. Well, to give a disclaimer, I'm going to talk about <laughs> about drug use or about taking the sacrament. So, being in the desert with my friend, Mr. Battle, and we were taking peyote, hikuri, and I would try to eat this and I would watch the way Aaron was eating it and I was kind of puzzled because he had this look. He didn't hate it. <laughs> and if you've ever eaten peyote, you know, it's intensely bitter. Or it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not, at least on the surface, it's not agreeable. But Aaron was, had this look like, hmm, what is this? I asked him about it later. I think this comes from his experience in personal training and weightlifting and things. Because he said to me, well, all right, it's not good. But when I eat it, I can at least ask the question, what is interesting about this? What is interesting about the taste, even despite the fact that I find it disagreeable? And he could find that, that little spark of wonder about something that, that, uh, on the surface would turn him off. And they say it's similar to weightlifting because you have that strain or, or sort of pain of lifting something up and it takes a, a certain mental fortitude to say, I'm going to do this anyway. And it's a perspective of consciousness where you can try to frame things in a slightly different light, I say, what is interesting about the pain or strain of lifting something up? So we ask these questions. We can enjoy our consciousness, have a passion for consciousness. All right, that's it for me today. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for exploring your consciousness dispassionately so you can find your passion. And thank you for meditating. Thank you for let going, letting go of your criticism so you can actually find what is interesting, what is fascinating about something which on the surface seems not so nice. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. A beautiful thought. Thank you for listening. Now, what happens when a lot of people, they do get involved in, in that chaos, like if you have a, a busy mind or if busy things are going on around you, you find it difficult to focus and listen to your own emotions or even acknowledge that it is frustrating you. And a lot of the time, what happens is this is because of the beliefs and the, the thought patterns, the way we interpret the world. And so maybe I can help you with that. 
using cognitive behavioral techniques. So we go through and listen to your problem, do my best to understand you and confirm that I do understand what's going on in your reality. And then we try to look at things from a different perspective, ask what you want, what kind of state of being you would prefer to be in or what material things you would want, what kind of job or whatever it is that that will help you feel happier. And then we collaborate to form an action plan to put you on that path. So if that interests you, go ahead to beautifulpodcast.com. You see at the top, there's the link for CBT sessions in the header. Have a wonderful day. 